Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, another night of ashes. It is, man. It is, dude. How you doing tonight, Red? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Got back from vacation, back in the work, you know, in the work grind again. So, uh, you know, it gets a little rough, uh, that transition back. I remember why I don't take big vacations anymore. It's because I don't like getting behind at work. And then you come back yeah. and then you got to catch up. So, yep, that part does suck, but I do envy the vacation part. I, I haven't had one in a while. It'd be nice to join that club. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, had a good time. We, me and my wife did for sure. So, well, dude, good. real quick here uh, if you haven't subbed to the YouTube channel all right, all yet, sub. Uh, we, we plan on uh, having, uh, I'm promoting us, dude. Uh, just from the kind jump, of, you know, why is. beat around the bush, dude? We it's sub to the YouTube channel where we're, we plan on putting tons of ashes of creation content for you over the coming weeks, month, years. We're looking forward to alpha. Uh, so, so hit that subscription button. Also the Twitter, uh, you could, you should follow us on Twitter and check out ashes fans. We update that with new news and everything. We're looking forward to again, the alpha, the drop in the NDA, uh, over there as well. Uh, so Bordy, let's hop right in. We don't have a ton for you guys tonight uh, because they are focused on on I feel like putting out a good alpha client uh, for everybody that's involved in the alpha one testing. Uh, but we are going to discuss some things uh, on this episode of the podcast. So the creative director's letter uh, we have here uh, is an interesting one uh, because they they updated the the studio. Uh, which dude, they basically stated that they're, they're excited to announce that they're going to be returning June 15th. And I think this is a big step for this, uh, studio dude to get, to get in their new studio space and be working together collaboratively in person. Uh, I'm excited for them. Yeah, absolutely. I know that they're probably excited to get back in there too. I think, you know, COVID definitely threw a wrench in things. And so it'll be nice to see them back in a, in an actual studio. I'm sure they're incredibly excited to get in there, man. Uh, also, Bordy, they are hiring more people, which seems insane, dude. They just perpetually keep hiring people, and these aren't like they're firing people and having to replace them. They're 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 adding new uh, positions, man. So that this team is is got to be got to be big because they what do they say? We will need to grow by roughly fifty percent within this year to target a headcount of about a hundred and fifty full time people. That is crazy. That is, that's a, that's a large team, but I think for a project this ambitious to try to push it out in a timely manner, they're going to have to have that much manpower. And so it's exciting that they are hiring that many people, because I do think it's going to take that many to make a good product in a, t- in a timely manner. So we'll see how it goes, but it is crazy. Their team just continues to grow. So something's going right over there. Yes. Uh, I do think that you're right on all fronts there because this is uh, probably the most ambitious effort uh, in the MMO genre in a long time. So, uh, we will see how that works out for them. And I'm glad that they, you know, they have their mind is set on launch cause they just continue to, to make a bigger and bigger team. Uh, yeah. Bordy. Uh, so here, here's an, another thing in the development update. Uh, they did say that they have been doing or continuing to do testing, uh, in the alpha one preview. Uh, so they, uh, continue to push for, uh, June 1st as a date. Of course, they cannot predict unknown uh, variables, so that's just something to continue to to keep in mind. Uh, but they they said they're doing a lot of uh, you know m- stress testing, 
uh, because they're trying to move from version 4.25 to uh, version 4.26 of Unreal Engine. Bordy, uh, you know, uh, it, it's interesting because they've created this game on the Unreal Engine that that obviously is kind of updated independently from from the game. Uh, so, uh, it's interesting to see, you know, there, uh, the amount of work involved in, in just making sure that the server is up to date with the current version of unreal. Yeah. I can't speak on that stuff because I have no knowledge about any of that, but it seems, it seems like it would be uh, a lot of work to transition that stuff over. And apparently it's going really well. It says that it, that particular update went smoothly thanks to the hard work of their engineering teams. So I would imagine that they have people on that all the time, whenever those things take, take place. And I, I can also imagine it probably be a, a, a lot of work to transition that stuff over, but again, I you know I can't speak on it. I have no no experience and no idea what that takes. Taken, uh, we should have had him on this episode. Should uh, have had him on. He the opportunity. Yeah. He always flames Dang. us for for not inviting him, which is completely untrue, unfactual. <laughs> uh, we he has an open invitation, boys. So you know, <laughs> let's let's out him while we get the chance. Uh, yeah, 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 he's yeah. always commenting on YouTube saying that we we never invite him. Well, this is your invite, dude. You I know, mean, it's open. Now we'll know he if he listens. That. Now we'll know if he listened to the he podcast. He literally or not. is one of the three people involved in all of this. <laughs> he, he he has an open invitation. He can do whatever he wants. We 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 none of us are the boss. We're all just guys hanging out, creating content. So yeah, uh, you know, exactly. if you guys want to yeah. see Taken on the podcast, then leave a comment. You know. Where's Taken? Or, uh, you know, ask him why he's not on the podcast, uh, especially in these circumstances where it's basically programming. We have known nothing about it. Um, nope. I mean, Bordy is an accountant and I'm a nurse. So <laughs> I don't know if you can get further away from programming, but uh, yeah. So, uh, Bordy, what do you think about this? Uh, they are going to get sieges in to the alpha client. They were unsure about it, uh, but it, it does look like it's going to make it in. So we're going to get to see some, some, uh, you know, some live, uh, non NDA seizures, uh, during this alpha test. And Bordy, one of the things that, you know, we have seen is they can spawn thousands of bears, but what we haven't seen is can you have hundreds of PVP, uh, participants going on in one activity? So it'd be cool yeah, to see them the testing that. Yeah, that's the part that I'm interested to see more than anything, not even necessarily the mechanics of the siege, but how I want to see how well the server holds up to that many people in one area fighting and all the particle effects from all the animations and everything mm -hmm. that's going on. I, I want to see that if in they there, can, dude. I, I, uh, yeah, you I have, have to, to get it, in, it in there. I, I want to see. It's like an obligation. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see how the servers are going to perform this early on and it is pretty impressive they were able to spawn so many bears in and the servers were at least up you know they weren't performing great but they didn't crash which is pretty impressive this early on so we'll see they, he does state here though that the siege component will obviously not be representative of what the siege system will be at launch or even in alpha 2 but they're going to keep us updated on the progress in the monthly live stream so I really hope that sieges make it in because it says he says that it's appearing more and more likely by the day 
Uh, the initial implementation of Apocalypse Siege code has been migrated to the Alpha One client, and they should begin internal texting or texting testing next month. Probably texting so and testing, you know. Both. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says that uh, he's going to copy out this expectation with the fact that they're cutting it a bit close from an internal QA standpoint, but he does have confidence that it's going to be in- included in the Alpha One test in the month of June. So that's positive, and I really hope that it is included because that's an exciting thing to have in the Alpha. That's an exciting thing for people to be able to see even though it is very early on and it's not going to be a a representation of what it's going to be it's exciting to have that in there so i I really hope that they reach that goal man yeah i'm excited like you know one of the hardest things i think in mmos to pull off we we talk about ashes of creation being a a very ambitious product one or one of the things that that's hard to pull off is is large group pvp so you would think that the the largest amount of testing they can possibly gain between now and launch is going to benefit them greatly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yep. we will see uh, as we get this have a live look at, at the progress of seizures. So I'm excited to see that. And Bordy, here's a big one. Here's one we've been talking about for a long time. I think a ton of people are talking about, especially the people that have missed out on Alpha One access in the past. Uh, will they open up the Alpha One packages? And you're going to hear it here probably uh, maybe last, if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are. They're going to have, uh, in May, they're going to open up uh, the Alpha One packages. Uh, so big disclaimer uh, that, that again, this is a testing environment. So you're not buying into early access. You're not buying into... Uh, anything like that. You're buying in to, to, to help them test the game. Uh, and in Alpha 1, you would think that it's going to be the most crude version of the game that anybody will ever play. But that is, av- that is available, and I know a ton of people are interested in that. I'm one of those people, dude, uh, that would like access to this testing uh, and opportunity to play it. Uh, so that's exciting, man. Uh, there It will be op- available to buy in uh, starting May. Yeah, that is very exciting. It's something we've wondered about for a long time, and a lot of other people have too. So if you're interested in testing, and Stephen does give a, he says, I a want stern. to give a stern. Yeah, there is. He's going dad, full dad mode. Says. Stephen the yeah, dad. He did go. He did. Yeah, the internet yeah, yeah. dad he we said, all need. Uh, yeah, you're helping to test our work in progress. You will be expected to provide feedback to help us iterate on systems and design. So it is very much a testing environment. And I think that that is important that he iterated that here because I think this game has been hyped up so much recently and over the past you know, several months, over the past year, that people are excited to get in there and play. And it is an al- it is still very early alpha, so I think you have to understand that what you're buying into is a testing environment. Although it will be cool to later on down the road, whenever the game releases, to say, yeah, man, I, I participated in the first alpha. That's a cool thing to be able to say, mm-hmm. but is it worth the $500 price tag to you? You know, that's something that you have to decide for yourself because it's that's a hefty price tag to go in there and test if you're not really interested in, in testing. So you got to make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into there. Well, uh, because and, it, you know, some people get it mixed up, man. I think, and so I'm glad that he 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 went he went deep with that, and I hope that people understand that. You know what I mean? I mean, they if they don't, then that's their own fault at this point. It's on them, yeah. Uh, so you know, it's interesting. They do a pretty good job at, at translating backer package money to actual like release game content. So. Uh, you know, I appreciate that they are giving the sub away, like, you know, an extended amount of the sub 
away in these backer packages because if you if you're interested in MMOs and you're you're probably going to be trying out uh, Ashes of Creation or you know you're going to be playing it for uh, at least the uh, you know uh, the foreseeable future once it launches, uh, you're going to get time. You're going to get free time to play. Uh, you you yeah. know uh, as well as all the the uh, cosmetic benefits. So. You know, uh, I do appreciate that. You know, the, the price tag is steep, but at least you're getting your money's worth uh, to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that is it for the developer update uh, for April, uh, Bordy. Um, let's pop over here to uh, the uh, dev discussion. Now, the dev discussion, this is number 29. It's, it's called mentoring. Uh, I, I enjoyed this topic. Uh here let me find it i apparently opened the window and then closed it which is extremely intelligent let's see uh so here we go glorious ashes community it's time for another dev discussion the dev discussion topics are kind of like a reverse q a uh, they say the same thing at the beginning of each of these i don't know why i'm reading it but if in case you haven't read <laughs> in case you haven't read it they're asking us uh, questions versus us asking them questions our design team has compiled a list of burning questions and here is the one for this week, number 29, mentoring. What kind of tools are rewards most encourages you to become involved in a mentorship program, either as a mentor or a mentee? Uh, Bordy, we talked a little bit about this episode, about this. This is something that I'm passionate about. I know that you, me and you come from two different backgrounds of, of MMOs. Um, so uh, we'll let you talk first. What do you think about mentoring at programs inside of uh, MMOs? Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about a mentoring program, if I'm being no. perfectly honest, because I don't really care about a mentoring program. Uh, <laughs> I know I, they're kind of cool to have in, in an MMO, but I'm going to be real honest here, man. Whenever I jump into an MMO and, and, and I'm kind of shoved into a mentoring program or really encouraged to enjoy to join a mentoring program and have some vet come kind of show me the ropes, I'm turned off. I don't I don't. Tip, I typically don't enjoy that in an MMO. I want to learn things myself. I want to go through the experience myself. And I know a mentor is a little bit different. They're supposed to kind of help you along your way and help you enhance your experience of, of the MMO. And so in that regard, it's pretty cool. But to be perfectly honest, I don't really care about a mentoring program. And I would not miss it one bit if this were something that weren't in the game. I would never give it two thoughts. So I, I know some people enjoy that kind of thing. I know some people like to take newbies under their wing and mentor them, which is cool. I, I, I appreciate people that want to do that and want to help other people. That's awesome. That's that's a good community uh, involvement whenever you can do that type of stuff. But for me personally, I don't want to have a mentor, nor do I want to be a mentee. And I don't I don't want to have things locked behind that program that I can't get because I don't want to participate in it either. Like if there's some sort of cosmetic locked like behind the friend. fact that <laughs> World of Warcraft yeah, something. Yeah. Notorious yeah, for locking like cool mounts and yep. appearances behind the refer to friend. Uh, yep yep i don't like that stuff man so if there's something locked behind the mentoring program like you're telling me now i have to go mentor this dude over here and spend my time doing that just to get this mount of this cosmetic like i'm out i i don't like that not out of the game but i mean i'm out i i don't like that type of thing so if they do a mentoring program hopefully there'll be some sort of rewards for people but maybe in the form of of gold or or you know in-game currency so something something that's not like locked behind there that you have to do that to get it that would suck uh, because for people like me dude i don't care to be involved in a mentoring program 
Yeah, so I, I kind of agree with you a little bit uh, on the fact that I don't like unique rewards to be t tied behind it. I think the, the refer friend pro progress or thing and WoW got a little nutty. I think a lot of people just paid for another account. So then you're not yeah. you're not mentoring anybody. You <laughs> yeah. just go ahead you're and just, like <laughs> you just buy another account yeah. so you can get whatever mount uh, unique mounts locked behind that, um, yeah, yeah. or you force your wife to play with you, which is what I did. <laughs> so uh, you know, but I do like the uh, idea of making it rewarding for both parties. Like, say I have a friend that I want to get into the game, and I want to help him get up to the level that I'm at. Uh, so maybe, you know, having a system where you could power level them. I, I always kind of enjoyed that. One of my fondest memories from MMOs is getting power leveled in EverQuest. I, I always thought it was so cool. Like if someone like max level and their cool looking armor would come and, and take time to, to go take me around and just slay like <laughs> low level mobs with me. I, I, I yeah. think that's just like a unique MMO experience that I'm fond of. Maybe it's good or bad. I don't know. Um, but I, I do like the idea of if you have a mentoring process or, or some sort of system within the game for, to make it rewarding for both sides. And like you said, in-game items is always the best. Maybe so not, if you don't want them to be unique, then something along the lines of more gold gain or, or, um, you know, um, reputation game or something like that. Uh, but, but I, I think, uh, you know, if done right, I think they're pretty cool. I, I just like the idea of, again, uh, allowing people to play, uh, friends to play together despite their level or experience level. Uh, I thought Elder Scrolls Online did that really well. Uh, the fact that I, I, if I'm max level and I have a friend that comes and joins in at level one on a new expansion, me and him can go do the, the new expansion together despite the massive gap in, in uh, playtime. Uh, because that's what you want, right? If you got a, if you got a friend that comes into the game, they want to play with you. That's the whole purpose, and and creating uh, opportunities or systems in place that allow that, I think, are very very good for an MMO. Yeah, and if they could tie that into the mentoring system, that would be fine. And I'm not against having it in the game. Like, buy, throw it in the game. That's fine with me. I just just not something I'm interested in doing. You know, uh, I think some people do enjoy it, and so if they enjoy, it, have it in the game. Man, there's nothing wrong with having it in there. I just it's not my cup of tea. If Steven is the the internet dad in the Ashes of Creation community, you're that 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 uncle, you know, that that talks about Nom and <laughs> and how hard things were in his day, you know. You're Come that, on, bro, <laughs> that is not even anywhere. I walked close, 15 man. miles Come to, on, dude. to Come school, on, dude. I'm not that guy. Come <laughs> on, man. I hate those. I hate no, the, all those dude. shiny, fancy new effects. <laughs> <laughs> Dagnab technology, man. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, anyways, so all right. So this is our final discussion here for the podcast, Bordy, and it's a uh, guild gathering. Uh, and so this is another series that they have. I love these. I love that the fact that they have these recurring, uh, you know, series. I think it it creates good conversation yeah. pieces. Uh, so here, guild gathering three. Uh, is measuring success. How do you measure your success as a guild in a game? Uh, what kinds of things would you like to see in Ashes of Creation to help you measure uh, that success? So, Bordy, uh, well, we both have, again, two unique experiences as far as, like, guild competition and stuff uh, here. So I think we can provide some some perspective, and I'll, I'll let you go first again. Uh, what do you think about this, dude? What, what do you think about uh, some sort of 
a reputation system or like, you know, a reward system for, for guilds and, in, in MMOs. Yeah, I think that stuff's fine. I think it's cool for me. So for me personally, I'm at a stage of my life where I'm not going to try to go out and get world first or anything like that, or try to be a top guild or whatever. I just simply don't have the time in my life to do that anymore. I work full time. I have two kids. I have a wife, I have other obligations. I can only game for a certain amount of time each night. And I, and sometimes I can't even get on at night. Sometimes I go a couple of days without being able to play the MMO. So for me, what would measure the success for me in game as in terms of a guild would be kind of an intangible thing that you really can't measure. And that's just, that's just community. That's what would, that's what would measure my success in, in any guild. And I would call that a very successful guild is if you had a tight knit community that whenever you're on, you get to go do stuff together, not necessarily any metric that's, that's like, Oh, you're a world first here, or here's your guild reputation board here. It's just a, the community of of the guild, I think, is a very successful guild. Now, I know that's kind of not really answering the question, but that's what's important to me in a, in a game, in an MMO, and in the guild. And that's how I would measure the guild success. And that's not something you could put a number on or a value on. But in terms of actually like having things you could measure, I do think having those things in a game are pretty important to be able to measure. Like okay, this guild was was world first at you know X Y and Z. Like look at Destiny for example. I know that's your cup of tea, Red. You love Destiny, but every time there's a new raid in Destiny, there's always a, a rush for world first. That's always a huge event on Twitch, and that's always a big deal for these people. And I think I think Destiny even rewards those people somehow with some kind of unique items or something. They get they? like real life jackets. Or, they have a they yeah. have a belt for the yeah. raid, like a like a W like yeah. a that wrestling belt. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I think that's kind of, that kind of stuff is super cool. And then somehow get some kind of recognition in game, like have a have a statue of your guild or something in game would be amazing. And that would help people recognize like, oh, that that guild was, you know, they're really good. I also think things like things like a leaderboard, like you mentioned, and PVP are really good so that you know who the top PVP guilds are, some kind of point system there. I think those things are really, really good for the hardcore players, and I think they're good for the overall health of the game because we know that competition breeds longevity of a game, right? I mean, look at all these games that are very competitive games that there's not a ton to them. League of Legends, prime example. CSGO, I think, prime example. I know they're not MMOs, but they're competitive games that mm-hmm. that if you really look at them, they haven't changed drastically over over many, many years. That Now, there's meta changes and patches that come in and things that do change the game, but you know what I'm saying. Like The core gameplay hasn't changed and there's still people playing those for many years. And I think the same thing can be transitioned over to an MMO with a competitive experience. Those people that like that and want to be mm-hmm. the top, I think you can do that. And that can be a, a way to measure your success. So I think, you know, like server first, world first, all that type of stuff, maybe mm-hmm. kill like a kill count counter for your guild, some kind of some kind of scoreboard, some way to recognize the top guilds in the game. So whenever you press a button, uh, you can open up an interface that sees these guilds are top in X, Y, and Z. And even even like some way to measure crafting and trading guilds. What guild has done the most trading to earn the most money? So who's yeah. the best trading guilds in the game? Who's the best crafted? What guild has crafted the most items and sold them? Or, you know, I think those types of things are really cool. Um, and I, I, But for me to measure my success, it just all goes back to the community, man. Yeah, I mean, especially nowadays, I, I think it's just fun yeah. to have good people to play with and and kind of fostering that growth. Obviously, that's hard to measure. 
uh, in the game. Uh, but some things that I can kind of uh, see them doing in game uh, as far as measurements is like you said, acknowledging like a server first or a world first raid clear. Uh, or, you know, maybe dominance as far as like how long they've held the seed, like the longest, uh, yeah. freehold hold has been like, you know, the X many days. Uh, yeah, that'd you, be cool. Yeah. When you talk about competitions, I do like ranking systems. I, I think a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of people try to dodge them. Uh, you know, a lot of games have tried to dodge them in, in fairness or in, in thought of like, you know, fair play and, and, and fostering a good community. Uh, but but the track record for for games like World of Warcraft that has like a PvP rating system and and their small group arenas that they have professional teams for, you know, that is also I think a very big asset uh, for for a video game. Like you said, the competitive nature of people and and what they enjoy to compete in, having some some uh, acknowledgement or ranking system within your game, whether it be small group PvP battlegrounds, uh, and then you just rated per guild, stuff like that. I think can really uh, you know, encourage people to spend time in your game and get better and, and, and progress and move forward. And, and any system like that, as far as like guild ranking and acknowledgement, I think is good, uh, because it does a lot, you know, it brings out the competitive nature in people and, and that can be friendly. Like, you know, i I know a lot of people that, that really, like you said, enjoy those games and enjoy competing and know that they're, never going to be ranked one, but they still do it, right? I played Overwatch forever, and the highest I ever got was Platinum, but I love the game. I had a ton of fun in there, and I love putting myself up against other players. So I think a, a guild rating system that, that allows you to measure your guild against the other guilds in the game uh, could go a long ways, man, as far as guild pride. And, and uh, dude, we already know in Ashes of Creation, like we mentioned, the sieges are going to be in the game. Uh, all the territory control, the node development, everything like that is going to breed competition. And so it'll be cool to have some sort of ranking system that allows you to like visualize uh, how that competition or how that war is going uh, through rankings. Yeah, and I think those are very important to the overall health of your game. I think competition in, in MMOs is important. It keeps people logging in over and over and over just for that specific reason. Yeah. If not to do any other content, they're going to continue to log in so that they can try to improve and try to be the best. And you're right, even if you know you're never going to reach that pinnacle level of like challenger and league why do people continue to log into league of legends when they know that they're not going to reach challenger level well it's because they try to log it's it's an addiction almost that you want to try to log in to continue to get better it measures better, your yeah. performance over time so you can look back like oh three years ago i was i was bronze and now three years later yo dude i'm platinum like pushing diamond like i've gotten that much better and then it just makes you want to keep getting better And i think the same thing can be implemented with with guild success with leaderboards and that type of thing. So I think that that's probably uh, one of the best things you could do is add some sort of rankings for that demographic of MMO player. You know, everybody's not going to be into that. And you're, if you're not into that, then that's fine. Go do other stuff in the, in the MMO. But I think having those guild rankings and, and having a way to measure your success in a tangible way is is important for the longevity of an MMO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for and I think being proud of, of your guild activities and having a way to show those yeah. off is also uh, very very good uh, for again getting people together, fostering a community, one that's built around you know 
having successes in the game I, I, is all good things. So I'm excited yep. to see what they put in place here. I'd love to see, uh, you know, the server first, world first stuff. I think it's it's all very fun to see those races to be down the boss, or, you know, and, and things like that. I think they're are very, very cool. So uh, we will see, Bordy. We will see what they yep. choose to add in the uh, end. So, Bordy, that about does it. That ties up this episode, episode 23. Again, guys, I want to remind you, we should have some guests on the 25th episode. Uh, I think that's one year of podcasting for us. are pretty close as far yeah, as the Ashes of Creation yeah. community goes. So we're going to have some guests over over uh, on that episode, hopefully. So that's two episodes away or a month away. Uh, and uh, d- other than that, what do you, what do you got to say, Bordy? Uh, let's tie this in a nice bow. Uh, and, and uh, man, I think that's about it. Just thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us for sure. And thank you for being a part of the studio loot community, no doubt. And if you haven't already go hit the sub button on the uh, YouTube please. channel there. And, and if you're listening to this in audio form, even if you're not go leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or a it rating on any of the other podcasting platforms that helps us out tremendously. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just a big thank you to you guys for, for being here every two weeks listening to the show we appreciate it also don't forget harass taken in the comments we yes please it, we have to do it it's obligatory is that a word i close maybe that matter matter of fact enough. don't let's not have taken on because taken's native uh language is german i think and he speaks better english than i do so let, let's not have Probably him on. Both I don't, of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, scratch that. Taken, you're doing great on the programming side. We don't need you on the podcast, okay? Uh, we, <laughs> that was rude. No, hey, man, that was, that was a compliment. He, he, did, he did not deserve that, bro. That I didn't say weird. anything mean. Yeah. I was complimenting him on his ability to speak multiple languages. Come I only know like a couple words in French, and none of them are are should be said in public and that's the extent of that so thank you guys so much for watching we are listening and we really appreciate it and we'll see you in another episode of ashes to go